You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Leftovers After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Leftovers After Show. Going to church. Mm-hmm. Being taken to church. Hey guys, uh, we're back with the leftovers season one. I don't know why I wrote season two. Season one, episode three. Uh, two boats and a helicopter. It's a Reverend Matt episode. The whole episode. Pretty awesome. My name is Kelly McInerney, and here's my awesome co host. Hey guys, I'm Zach Wilson coming at you. I'm Elena Jordan. Hey, I'm Stefan Wallace. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of the episode? Yeah, pretty good? I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was so good. Um, I like that this episode we just got to focus on one character mm-hmm. for a while. Like, the first two, we got we were bouncing around, and that's nice. Like, it's an ensemble show, but to fo- they spent the time to focus in on Eccleston's character, Matt Jameson. It was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, see his whole background. Uh, he starts off telling about a story about a little boy... Uh, in church, which is not packed at all, shows kind of like the repercussions of after three years uh, of and two percent of people disappearing. Nobody really believes in God. Not many people. It's and interesting. It, I would have actually expected the opposite. I wonder if it's that his church just isn't doing well, or like people because of his insanity, yeah, like all the craziness with I the feel flyers. Like that's what it is. I feel like because people are even because they're branching out in all the different cults. I feel it hasn't really touched on kind of the the traditional religions that are in our current existing world as much. Yeah. But I feel like that, I think, is kind of alluding to, you know, he doesn't have much of a congregation because he's really pushing buttons. Everyone is kind of against him and resisting. Yeah, because he's going about it the wrong way. Like, we saw uh, what happened when he was putting... He, the other day... The last week, he put up those signs saying what they were do, what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one uh, was about a w- girl who did drugs, and the guy came in and beat him up for do, saying that. Because why wouldn't you? I mean, I guess I wouldn't beat a person <laughs> up, but <laughs> I'd get pretty mad if you're... Taken. He's. I mean, these are as as far as everyone else, everyone on, uh, left on Earth, all the leftovers are concerned. Mm-hmm. The, these people are dead, to them at least. So yeah. you're you're dirtying the name of somebody who's already passed on. So it's like, why? Yeah, why no, do you need to assault these people's memories? Sure. Nobody wants to hear like a, a negative story about a lost loved one at all, no matter how much of a, a jerk they may have been or whatever. You never hear that at a eulogy, like, uh, you know, this guy was a drug dealer and, you know, yeah. thank God he's gone. You know, it's never like that. So I felt like, uh, he got beat up by maybe that girl's dad, you know, um, yeah. or, or husband. She was, uh, she was selling drugs to, uh, college kids. She wasn't doing the right thing, but nevertheless, she's gone and here's a guy that's mourning and you're the, you're kind of the asshole that's thrown out in everybody's face. Um, and that's his job on a daily basis. So, uh, it's really, it's tough with Father Matt. He's like, um, I don't know if he's doing a good thing. You know, I know he believes that, which is great, but, um, he's, he's struggling with not feeling like he's making a difference. Uh, I, I felt like there were moments where his faith was even failing, you know, and, uh, then there was the restoration of the faith because the baptism and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's like caught in this, weird conundrum of of what in the world is going on he doesn't even have answers Mm -hmm. i think that's why he does that though i think because he he was losing his faith because these people disappeared and he was trying to find ways like they're they couldn't have uh, it couldn't have been the rapture because i'm still here right there has to be something wrong like they're not perfect you know so i think that's maybe why he's also just had such a hard life too you see Mm -hmm. that he's you know, put to that that test, and he says from the beginning, 
he has that choice if he wants to see this as something that's a blessing or a curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the, the tests that he's been given and he keeps talking about how everything is a test. It's a test for now. It's a test for what we're doing. But it's almost like he's just looking for personal justification at this point, too, for all of these things that have yeah. occurred. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of it is that he sees it. He's what he's, he's calling attention to the fact that none of these people are saints, or that at least it's not consistently one. Per, the, all these people are good, or all these people are bad. It's yeah. like it's like what uh, Chief was talking about in the first episode in the pilot when he's talking about these people aren't heroes. Why are we calling this hero day? Right, right, it doesn't right. make any sense. So I think what he senses, what Matt is like is dealing with here, is he thinks that there's some nefarious purpose behind this because nobody's asking. People are asking why, but people are thinking sure. it's like a rapture or anything. He's like, this isn't the rapture. These aren't good people. There's some something worse behind this could is it the work of from his point of view is the work of the devil is it like some science like people turn on the hadron collider wrong and percent of the population disappear but it's like it's not god's work i think is what he's trying to get across to people sure sure mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know rapture uh obviously is a term that's supposed to be for the good and uh, he's he's making a point to uh to point out that these people weren't all good but it's hard for him to make this point because some of these people were kids, you know. Some of these, they, there was a baby loss. The first, you know, yeah. uh, uh, life that we kind of come in contact with is uh, the baby who's uh, taken away or departed, as he called it. So he, I, I don't think he can ever really prove a point. I know people have uh, basically turned their backs on God because they're looking at it as an act of God. But I don't see how he can make a solid stand. And draw people back, which uh, that's why I feel like his church had, I don't know, three, four people mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, and he tries to find ways of, like, there is still God. Because when he prays for Emily, they, he goes to see her, and she's out of the coma. And he's like, oh, well, it's because we prayed for her today. And um, they're like, no, it was yesterday. They, yeah. So there's always, like, he's almost there. Like, oh, he's God's still there. He's but with me. No. Nah. But that's, I feel like that's his big, almost thematic thing. The whole thing that happens yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's like, oh. it's that uncertainty. And then that almost ties back to the people who are saying, you know, if this is a rapture, then we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Then it's not as scary because we understand. We have some sort of control. But for you to come and say to me, you're supposed to be my preacher. You're supposed to be the one giving me comfort. And for you to say, that's not what this is. This is something totally different. We don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's freaking out and giving sure. the illusion of everybody just freak out. People, that that's not reassuring in a time of crisis. And if he's been doing this for three years, yeah, I can see people kind of turning their back on him and him feeling almost more of the struggle because he does feel almost isolated and that he even says, if I don't do it, who will? Yeah. 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 I mean, he keeps dealing with in this episode every time he does something good or something mm-hmm. starts going his way, something else comes out of nowhere out of and nowhere. it hits him in the face and knocks him down, <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes literally, yeah, sometimes yeah. not. Yeah, oh. yeah no. Uh, it's, this is, it, it's a seesaw for, for Father, you know, that he's thing. on. Yeah, But it's like, he talks about a test. Yep. And that's the continually testing. Like, there's so many points in, like, as he's trying to get the money and all that stuff, so many times where he could just give up. Like be like, I I guess I gotta stop now. Like, I get robbed, I get hit, I get the foreclosed upon. Like, I gotta sever. And he keeps going no matter how hard he gets hit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that he even says that when the gr is following him and he goes up and says, "Tell Patty, I've come this far. I'm no, not turning stop. around." Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, then, you know, and then it's just from that point forward. Like, what is his breaking point? How far is this gonna go? At what point? does everything you know it, the whole episode you're just waiting like on the edge of your seat like what is going to be the yeah, straw that yeah, breaks yeah. his back yeah it's funny because he's like for somebody that is struggling to find out what happened he's still okay with the gr who believe in not like talking about right, it. Right. like he's nice to them he helped like somebody one of them got hit with a rock he'll help them out and then well he's he has to represent, I, I guess, Christ, you know, so he has to kind of be on the on the side of good or right or help, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I wrote down to what end, though, for this guy. I don't know what, what the end goal is, like for the churches to fill back up or for people to find their faith. 
because this is such an unknown, everybody's like scattered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are those that are saying, oh, okay, well, you know, I believe in God strong enough. I'll still be here. Uh, there are the others who are like, we have no idea. So now we're GR and I, we don't really know why, why, why you become a GR. <laughs> but, you know, whatever it is, you know, or we follow uh, hugging, healing, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they're, they're scattered, though, is what it is yeah. because of the unknown. I think the thing is, like, at the end of the day, he's what you want a religious man to be. He's sure. doing all these things not for himself. He, yeah. He's not trying to get the church. I mean, yeah, there's the, the somewhat selfish reason of, like, he wants his church back, but he thinks that having his church can help him save other people. Yeah. He's not trying to attack these people who did wrong and got departed. He's trying to show everyone else some like something that's they're not seeing. He's trying yeah. to help everyone around him. Everything he does is trying to help. Like he stops, he pulls over because he wants to help these people. He wants to give them blankets. He's, yeah. Regardless of whether they're not in his faith, that's what a religious person should be. I, agree. I see that too. How that kind of is more of an internal struggle for him, saying I'm doing everything right, and then why is this coming back at me? Then it coming back to the test. This is the struggle that I have to endure now, but. I do like coming back to what is the end game, yeah, and he yeah. doesn't know either. It, it seems like nobody really knows what they want. They just want to find it. Mm-hmm. They want it. They want some sort of comfort and reassurance. They want some sort of certainty. And I, I love that this episode branches out from the Garvey family and kind of yeah. touches back to them, but yeah. then really focuses on this kind of side character for the first two episodes that you see everyone is dealing with this struggle mm-hmm. to intense levels that is almost uncomprehensible. I can't even imagine if I was in that situation. After the first one, I probably would have been like, oh, I give up. I'm going and taking a nap. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, he's essentially, um, I'm trying to remember the story, the name of the guy from the Bible story about the guy who God punishes. Job. And, Job, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, he just continually punishes and takes away his family, sends disease and all this stuff just to test his faith. Sure. Which is a really dark story about a very <laughs> angry God. But it, it's somewhat, it's sort of what's happening here is yeah. that he, Matt's faith is being tested to no limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I wonder if that's almost an intentional kind of I, allegory. I think, it, I think it is. I think that with... Ooh, the, allegory. With the, <laughs> 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 an educated woman next to me here. I think well, with the writing staff like this and like Damon Lindelof, who like I know I am like with the Star Trek and Lost and all the stuff that he's been involved in, like sure. it's all layered. There are layers to it, especially when he has time to tell it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just to talk about Lost alone is just like the religious layers of that show. I think that we can see that there's sort of a similarity between the two here. There's yeah. definitely a lot of depth. Yeah, well, his faith is being te- like um, his church is being taken away by a big company. That we find out later is uh, the GR, yeah. which is kind of a like a slap in the face because he's been helping them so much. Um, yeah, it's another peak and valley for him. So he, but, but I don't know. I I feel like he's at it, they're like uh, his his arch arch rival, you know, because they are what he would like to be. There are people that are joining every day. Yeah. They're people at newfound belief in what they're doing. Their and they cause. want him to join. Right. They keep following him around. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not... Jo-. I'm not for it. Yeah. He's at war. He even calls Patty out. He's like, yo, tell Patty. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's the leader of his congregation. She's the leader of hers. And, you know, it's like a, there's a battle going on. Yeah. I love it. I love that scene, too, with Garvey in the hospital that they just touch on. And that's the only scene that he's in with, for, yeah. for that whole episode. But him just saying, stop pissing people off yeah. like just blatantly yeah. stop even Nora too which we find out is his sister yeah which is curveball but twist this whole town <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you it's incestuous, incestuous. Yeah. everyone is we're gonna find out later that it's like something a else really is tiny back. town and I didn't realize I guess I just missed it that this that this whole thing is in Westchester New York yeah. which oh, is where I'm from I just recognized the area code when the bank <laughs> called I was like oh 914 yeah. I got really excited oh cool <laughs> shut up to Westchester. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. He said to to his sister Nora, he said, um, Father said, people are starting to come around. And uh, I think he, again, that's him saying, listen, join up with me. What I'm doing mm-hmm. is actually making a difference. Mm-hmm. Every day he's having to prove that 
to himself over and over again. He's I'm making a difference. for hope. Yeah. 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 He's trying everything, even gambling, to <laughs> get that money. Well, I mean, one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars yeah. by tomorrow night. Yeah, that's <laughs> there like ain't a whole lot of things you can do. Out. You know what I'm saying? And oh, how heart wrenching was it when he goes and asks Nora? Yeah, for the for the money, and then drops that bombshell on her, and she just laughs. Well, well like, she's probably just in shock. Still. Yeah, because three years after out you're from gonna, underneath her. Yeah, three years after you're going to tell me in a vengeful way. That's the thing. Yeah. he never should have said it, and if he did, he shouldn't have done it like that. I know he means well, but he goes about things even like that, like the wrong way. Sure. I mean, he let it slip. It was it was right. we, it was a mean way to say it, mm-hmm. and it was like he was just angry that she wouldn't because she had the money, but she's yeah. like. I'm, I don't think he let it slip, though. I feel like he was more or less like, well, let me prove to you what I've been telling everybody with these, this publication you keep, you're telling me to stop. He's like, you're kind of part of it, you know? Your Mm -hmm. husband was this dude. He, I don't, father is kind of creepy, though, because he's following these people. He does this investigation, like, so detailed. I mean, he kept the bank receipts, the ATM receipts. It's a little bit scary and creepy about how yeah. he goes about his job. Like, why does he have to research to go to the gambler's, like, casino? I don't understand why he can't just take... I don't think he would want to badmouth someone that just wasn't hearsay? actually guilty of it. Yeah, okay. just based on... Her, that's the thing. is like, all this stuff that he's putting out, he's not just like, oh, I heard a rumor that she right, was selling right, drugs right. to mm-hmm. college kids. No, this, he had evidence that sure. she was doing these things. Okay. And so he bring, now he wants to make that public. He wants everybody to know and understand. So when he goes to the to the casino and he's like talking to the guy and like the guy talking to the guy about his niece and he like yeah. really guilt trips him into getting him evidence. Yeah. And yeah. that guy's like, oh, I see why you get punched in the face because I kind of could do it too right now. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, father, he, that's him. Yeah. What, I was kind of confused about that money in Garvey's backyard like how did he did i miss something how did he know the money was there uh, well it was left for him by uh, chiefs the former the, the chief father, father, father so it really was left for him yeah i thought he yeah, might have been making rev, it, yeah i wasn't sure at first yeah i thought it was at when he was first going i well, thought he was gonna be like digging up like daddy garvey's like little private stash yeah, and then yeah. it's like rev like you need this right i right. thought yeah i I can't wait to see, too, kind of more of the backstory into that with the corrupt judge. And then later we see him taking down the judge signs, too, and how that ties back to Kevin's dad. And there's just so many layers that they just give you little tiny references and allude to something else and say, this is obviously important, but not yet. Yeah, yeah. Just well, they tuck that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, they drop at the very beginning when he's talking to Chief Garvey about uh, he he invites him over for dinner. He invi- like Gar- Chief invites like the old Matt, days uh, mm-hmm. over for dinner. Yeah, like so he's clearly like an old family friend. Like sure. they got along. Well. They probably went to his church growing up, of course, mm-hmm. um, or at least or went to church together because I guess Kevin and Matt are about the same age. More yeah. or less. Um, so maybe they were friends growing up. Yeah. yeah. And they sort of grown apart over the years because they're in two different worlds, even though they're in the same town. Um, I mean, we could assume that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's just one more thing that, like, the departed, whole situation with the departed has taken these people apart. Like, just they just, they don't. everyone. Yeah, they don't get together on Sunday nights anymore. Well, do you think it's because of that, or do you think because he's gotten a little bit loopy now, too? He doesn't really want to be in. It seems like everyone's gone a little loopy, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, that's the how whole thing not? is how... Yeah, but Mount shouts it, shouts it at people. That's true, but everybody is cracking. It's just in what way. Mm-hmm. Right. In what way are you handling it? Because And it's so interesting, too, to think 2% of the world's population isn't that much. Like, to, I was... I read an article that was saying, you know, you've probably 2% of the people that you've met in your life have probably passed away, but it's just spaced out... You know, somebody that you went to school with years ago and you don't really think about it, you know. But when it's on this global scale, it really makes you reflect on if you're really faced with intense situation and intense grief, yeah. how do you crack or do you hold on like Matt tries to? Mm-hmm. And at what is your breaking point? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, you know, um, it's it's a matter of closure and there there is none. So how do you move forward in life? 
and I think that's where the kind of the cracks start to to seep in and you just you, you can't ever get closure with this unknown situation. Uh, the other thing I was going to say though, I think that um, Daddy Chief supports Daddy Chief. <laughs> I, I don't know his name. Kevin. Uh, uh, he supports uh, Father Matt. So I, I think he wrote that because he kind of believes in what he's doing. He helped him do some research. He obviously found out about this money that Judge was taking, and he stashed that money. There's no way for Father to get to that money unless you were the police chief and you can get to, you know, money that's been apprehended or whatever in a crime oh, scene of, a, of some sort. That's a good thought, because we don't know where this money came right. from. Because clearly it was, like, set aside for him. It could have it could have been taken in a robbery or something, because that all just goes into evidence. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just takes, so I think it's, like, ju- the judge's money that he may have taken in. That's probably why he leaves it there, because yeah. he doesn't want to take dirty money, because sure. Matt is too, you know, he... He doesn't want to go about it the wrong what like do wrong things, and he knows if this came from a bad place, he's not going to do it. But desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, I, I really like that prediction. Like it makes a lot of sense. It, sure. it explains why it would be left there because he's like, I want to give this to the church. Sure, but that that's too much of a paper trail. You can't just like hand over that much right, money. Right, right. Like mm-hmm. people are going to notice. So oh. I'm putting it here in case of an emergency, in case yeah. you need it for for God's work or whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. And the note, I, I think, seals it up by saying, you deserve this money, yeah. not this guy. He was a dirtbag, you know? You're doing some good work. Yeah. I support your good work. You should have this money. Mm-hmm. So The big question comes from, like, well, what happens when somebody's going to find it? Because he put it back <laughs> yeah. at yeah. the end of the episode. Because like, he's father. He does things right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a good dude. I mean, you don't, and he doesn't know when he's going to need it again. Like, yeah. So he puts he puts it back in the emergency hiding spot. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I don't know. I feel like there's more layers to it too, though, because I almost feel like if there's some layer of guilt, if that is the bribe money, if he almost doesn't want to use it because he does go back and put it that's back. That's why. It that's seems, what I'm thinking. Yeah, it seems like if if I don't think it's he's putting it there for safekeeping. I feel like this is this is dirty money that he's saying yeah. I'm using it and I'm going to he obviously has never been gambling before. Mm-hmm. She says, How do you want this? What denomination? He's, I don't know, <laughs> does it matter? Yeah. He's, goes to the one where he's like, This is red or black. I pick one or the other and just hope that literally it's in God's hands mm-hmm. as he sees it. Yeah. So I, I see him kind of almost justifying these negative actions, saying, hey, these are the precautions, or these are the, not really precautions, but I guess necessary steps. Which these- I think you're, you're kind of touching on something I wrote down, which was uh, the word compromise. And, you know, as much as you're, uh, especially in religion, when you start to point at other people and say, hey, I know you guys thought this guy was a good guy, but actuality is he did this, this, and that, you know, in your own life because nobody's perfect um at some point you'll have some some negative uh actions of your own or uh you'll get so desperate like father is i think he's so desperate that now this compromise is setting in uh father would have never gambled you know Mm -hmm. any under any other uh circumstances uh father would have never touched that money for any other reason He's but not desperate that times call for desperate, so that's mm-hmm. why he's putting it back, though, because he's like, "I'll use it now, but I'm gonna put it back." Because I'm saying still- he's like justifying yeah. his own sins yeah. too. It seems like the overarching thing is, you know, the whole "let ye without sin cast the first stone." Sure. They're literally throwing things. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. this episode, so it seems like that is the the metaphor that kind of runs throughout. Is he's saying, you know, everybody has sin. I have to justify these because. The the ends justify the means. It's okay that I'm doing this, even though he doesn't quite know what the ends are yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it raises the big moral, ethical dilemma of how much sin is right if it <laughs> results in something good. Like, gambling is a sin. Is it okay to do that if the result is the church is saved and many people could theoretically be saved because sure. of that? Yeah. How and then where do you draw the line? And then it becomes a slippery slope. Like if yeah. he had to, he had to, potentially we don't know if the guy lived or not. He potentially killed a guy <laughs> to to get that money. Right? Is that too far? Well, we think that he's uh, departed, but I think there could also be there that they'll show us that maybe uh, he was taken care of for his wrongdoings. You know, because how do they get to the money? If he's departed, you don't just. 
go in his house and take his cash. You know what I'm saying? Wait, who? Are, what do you mean? This dirty talking? judge. Oh, he's in the crazy loony bin. The judge is? Yeah. No, no, no. no, the, no the, the father. No. Chief, the, uh, the, the original Carl, Chief Garvey. Carl, you about to make me think. I was, I was like, like, wait. Garvey, when, you, when you seen a judge at the Looney Bin? Chief Garvey say. Sr. is in the Looney Bin. Yeah. But right. the judge that did that was, who was the paper oh, was yeah, like about the judge. Seen, sorry right. about that. No, we no, just no. have little references to that. It's, I think that's one that I'm hoping they'll flush out more from somebody else. Somebody right. else's perspective. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that because based off this episode, they'll kind of branch out and have some more target episodes that are just focused so, on yeah. individual characters. Of course, mm-hmm. which that's why I loved how they did this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's funny because you said is gambling right? Maybe like if there is a god, no, the answer for the because we clearly find out at the end he doesn't. He makes the money. He does everything in his power to get that money, but then he does something nice. Slips up, does something nice for the GR, helps them out, and three days, like, he goes yeah. to the hospital. And, and, I mean, it all comes back to the story that he said at the beginning of the episode, where the little boy, who we punch. found out is him, mm-hmm. yeah. prayed for attention because he thought the little sister, his newborn sister, was going to take it away from him. And he got his attention back by getting leukemia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can, I'll, I'll give you what you wanted. Like, he prayed for the money. Yeah. He got the money. Yeah. But... But what he wanted went away. Like what he should, what he should have wanted went away anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that he, at the very beginning too. He says he wishes. Actually, he prays because it almost goes to the whole genie thing where you know you're granted your wishes, but they come with a cost. They come with a catch. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And so the it seems like paw. he's almost putting that mentality towards his religion, and it's that also calls into question. Well, is is that really how you should be viewing this? Should you be seeing it as? This is the Lord's mischievous way to mess with him. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he was saying. He used the the terms uh, punished or rewarded, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was kind of like, how do you view what God did here? Because for him, it's all about God doing this. This is all God's will. So how do you view it? Were you punished in this situation or were you rewarded somehow and you need to change your perspective? So father's a, he's a different dude, but... When you start to compromise, it doesn't matter. Sin is sin is sin. We all going to sin. We all have shortcomings. And uh, I feel like as soon as he starts to now become desperate or uh, sometimes in religion, people become God's hands. You know, it's like um, if you trust God's will, right? Not trying to get all uh, religious on you guys. But if you're trusting God's will on one hand and they say, well, the church is going to close down unless you have... Uh, $135,000 by tomorrow. Well, that would take an act of God for that to happen, yeah. right? So if that doesn't happen, isn't it that God said, all right, well, no. You know what I'm saying? But if we if we start to compromise, now we go into, uh, I know a way that I can do it. So he goes into this whole you know compromised lifestyle, and I think it's going to take him down this uh, this crazy road, which it ends up. It doesn't even work out. You can't, you, can't you actually can't bend the will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. I love that line when he's talking to the, the garden, the casino, and he says, if you can no longer separate, because when he's saying, why are you doing this? If you can no longer separate the good mm-hmm. from the evil, if you can no longer separate the innocent and the guilty, then all of this is meaningless. Yeah. yeah. And so you get some sort of like, he, the whole, his kind of end goal is just, the clarity of, hey, there is some sort of meaning, meaning yeah. but his quest for meaning is making him tweak what's right. good and what's innocent and what's guilty. That's his he just mental battle. A man. He is, uh, he's doing things, he's using dirty money to gamble yeah. and then beating people up in parking lots. Things that you can see are not normally sure. things that okay. he He's on private property against. to get that money, yeah. mind you. Mm-hmm. So he's trusted. Mm-hmm. Any way you look at it, this is all father, like, and kind of breaking apart. I did like that scene when he goes to get the money, and we see Lori, Lori there. So we see that she still does kind of care, you know? Even mm. though she's supposed to not, like, feel like she still shows up. Yeah, it was very, it was it was an interesting twist to have her there. I mean, the lights come on, and we're like, oh no, Kevin's gonna be there, and <laughs> like, he's taking out the trash. But to see her there, it was a shock. Because um, she clearly went there against GR rules, mm-hmm. 
and she doesn't want anybody to know that she's there. I think she just misses her kids and her family. Yeah. Um, I think whatever it is that drives the G- the people that the GR want to be in, like to join them, it, it's not it's not fully enough for her. I guess like she's still being pulled back in that direction. Yeah, she's she's kind of the outcast there. She's kind of rebellious, so to speak, to whatever their belief system is. And I think that's why they made sure we saw her in the uh, in the backyard because that's who she is. She wrote down, I remember, on that paper, she wrote down to Father, uh, please don't tell them. You know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of putting her not necessarily on the same team as them. You know, I'm, I'm in it, but not fully. So, you know, I, I think it's obvious that she's not going to be there very long or much longer. Yeah. She's really struggling to stay there, I feel like. Yeah. And it's hard because she has to recruit people like yeah. May and try and sell how, like, redeeming the place is. Yeah. But she, I don't think she believes it is in herself, ultimately. Yeah. It's the battle of, of meaning versus meaningless, I think, mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. You know, in Father's Way, it's his own deal with her. She's like, she's struggling between, does this really have any meaning? What? What, what in the world are we doing? Or, yeah, yeah I kind of get it. I see what we're doing. You know, she's going back and forth. So I think that's going to be everybody's battle. What's mm-hmm. the meaning of all this? Yeah, and she's really searching for something. We can see that she connects, I think, with the overall message of the Guilty Remnants. Like, sure. She sees, like, what their purpose is and right. believes in it. But I think it's the little things. Like, she, it's hard to, for anybody to have, like, a full congregation of people fully committed to a religion. She doesn't want to go as hard on Meg. When she, yep. they're making her like take away stuff and having to yeah. chop the tree, she's like go being nice to her, and she, Patty like criticizes her like you have to be nice, you can't be that nice. Yeah. Don't let up on her or cut her loose. Sure. And in this case, she's like, no, I need to see my family. Like I can't just be away from them. Especially, I I wonder if it actually I wonder if it's just if this is the first time because it, after Kevin like showed up and like punched the, the dude uh, in the face, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he got off in her. Got in her business, yeah. like come I, home. I feel like it might not be the first time. Yeah, me I feel like that's that a, that a regular yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> because she seemed to be like, oh, how, who is here? Who just caught me? Yeah, like, she seemed to be very comfortable where she was. And then you see the swinging of the chair again, and maybe it's kind of like mm-hmm. alluding to maybe she just left. You know, when he would. I feel back. like she goes back a lot. I yeah. feel like she's kind of wavering because. She, like everybody else, is just looking for something. Sure. And the whole cult mentality is forget your family, forget everyone else. We are your family now. This is just what you believe. And she doesn't fully adhere to that. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but swinging in the dark is kind of... That's why she's swinging so still <laughs> that she doesn't set off that light sensor. Right. Like oh, she had to I be perfectly think about that. still on sure. that swing. Yeah. Sure. And that's kind of like GR her so her uh, peaceful place, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. It's but wild. The GR in this episode it just raises more questions about what, because we still don't have any idea what their real goal is. Sure. Like, we know that they're stalking these people to get them to join, and like they, they're like, re, they want to be reminders, mm-hmm. but that's, that's there's more. And where like, do they get money? That's <laughs> what I thought, too. How do they buy that, that church? They bought the church cash. Well, I, I feel like when people join, it's the same. Like, they bring their money and give fee. them to the cult leader. I mean, that's yeah. we see Meg piecing off all of her stuff. Maybe they it's sell assumed it. that people have okay. money. I can they see don't, that. Yeah, they don't keep their old clothes. They don't have, you know, they, yeah. they piece these things off. Yeah, I think that standard cult initiation yeah. procedure is hand over your money. Give us all and, your money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's going to be $20,000, your membership this year. <laughs> well, I don't think it's 20000 I think it's uh, like, okay, what do you got in your bank account? You have. All right, you're going to sign that over you to us. Anymore. For oatmeal wow. and I cigarettes. I feel like they're... Yeah, for oatmeal and cigarettes. And you white, a lot of oatmeal yeah, and cigarettes. White pants and t-shirts. <laughs> I feel like almost it is showing that juxtaposition of them really pushing, this is all meaningless. There's no meaning to this. And then Matt, everything he does is to try to prove mm-hmm. meaning and then showing these two polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. At war. Yeah. And, but then showing the the real humanity of it. The show is great about showing these polarized factions, but also showing the individual aspects of people interacting. Yeah. It's also great with this whole symbolism that I don't, I personally don't know 
if this is actually happening. You know, you have those moments yeah. in the show. Yeah. Like the pigeons. Like the, what's yeah, the birds? What's, what's the birds? Well, like, the pigeons are the, the sign. All the but animals. were they in the casino? Yeah, I think they, 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 be, I think right? they were. Yeah. I think the animals are all just freaking out. I think that okay. that's why it's so almost you can't tell what's happening mm-hmm. because the animals are acting so weird. Yeah. That it's almost like, well, are they really seeing that? Yeah, I guess they are. They're I just mean, that. They, they are. The people in the casino are reacting. Then they're like, well, yeah. get those birds out of sure, here. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But it's, it's so, so interesting because we got one pigeon and it's just like on his stoop. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what? And yeah. then, then the casino, two pigeons. Two pigeons. And, and he's, then, like, clearly noticing this is the second time he's seen pigeons in the right. day, Which, although, I mean, in New York, is not really, like, a lack of yeah. pigeons. But it's in a bizarre area. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. odd. But yeah. then, then the, the, three, the three pigeons on the stoplight, which went from just green to red. It skipped yellow. <laughs> if you, I didn't if, I'm it. pretty sure it's just it just, like, skipped to yellow. That's why he had to screech to a halt. Yeah. Because uh. it just suddenly stopped. And, like, so... It's it's sort of and compared compare this with the the deer in the first episode. Yeah. The second time, like the dogs were are nuts. Like they're not our dogs anymore. <laughs> right, right, the whole right. thing. Yeah. But the deer and the pigeons like appear to have been sent yeah. to convey a message. And I think Matt thinks that it's like a sent a message from God. Yeah. That's why he gambles on that table. Particular table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he chose red. Because the pigeons were on. Were they on, on red? red? red. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was like, yeah, I gotta go red. Yeah, and there's and the it third was sign. The three, the three pigeons. So we mm-hmm. went three times, mm-hmm. and I love when he turns and looks at stupid Tina who jinxes him <laughs> with the black, and then smiles. You see, yeah, and it it's that so look good. of, oh my gosh, did he just lose everything? And mm-hmm. then the smile of, oh, oh they drag, they love the suspense on this. They yeah. they drag it out. They make sure we definitely get a nice heart rate going. But then it like. Peeks down because yeah. the drunk guy, drunk guy almost robs him, which I called. I knew that was going <laughs> to happen. Yeah. As well, soon you, as he's like sitting in the car and not leaving immediately, like, yeah, like, that's no, what I was thinking. Get out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he sighed, that relief, I was like, no, no, leave, nobody leave, is ever leave. relieved in this show. Yeah. You need to leave immediately. <laughs> Drive away. The second Drive away. you think it's yeah. okay, something horrible is about to happen. Yeah. But I mean, who comes to steal $160,000 with no gun? It's true, yeah. A drunk man from a casino who just, just watched a man who was already is, beaten up. I think yeah. he was just winging. He's like, whoa, look no at this gun. oldish dude. I'm going to try and steal his money because look at how much money he just won. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I could take no him. No one was I could take him. expecting him to go crazy and retaliate. I don't think Matt was even no. expecting it. Yeah. And then we see him just freak out and scream in his car. But that he's was, just yeah. so desperate, you know, for that money. He needs his church because what else is there, you know, mm-hmm. for him? I love it. I, they set us up, boy. They threw a lob yeah. with that. Because of that whole scene and the scream and the energy and. We're kind of in the fight with him, like, you gotta make it. He's almost there. He's always almost there. The show is so good about making you think one thing and then just switching it and having that almost magician slide it. Pull the rug out from under you. You're starting to kind of call it because uh, once he stops with the GR, and I'm like, no, something bad's gonna happen. Now you're kind of. Then they have, like, his wife. That is what. Kind of blew my and mind. They keep alluding to Mary, mm-hmm. and then when we see Roxanne, the cart, the, the caretaker, I just assume I thought she was a cleaning Mary. lady. Yeah. That must be who they're talking about, and then or no. who is this? Yeah, and then we find out. Yeah, Mary. because At first they're talking about like he does like. You, I, we can't keep doing this. You got to pay me, and I'm like, what's yeah. this prostitute? Like, is, is he up? To? That's what I thought. Too. I was like, Father, I knew I, you were I compromising. Was a cleaning lady. I thought he That's was just a, in such yeah. disarray, but I didn't. Realize. Oh, you girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but after he gets knocked out with the rock after trying to help the GR, and he has this crazy dream, which oh, man. shows the backstory of his wife, how she came like got like that because I thought she was just a stroke victim yeah. or something. But we got like the, the doctor scene first. Like that was nuts. Like That's this yeah. just like him like adult Matt yeah. like as himself with like the to, like four like eighties doctor or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Like Same. getting getting a little key. That was like where they that revealed the like, kid. they took us back to the beginning. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's all of his major huge struggles, these giant life changing events and seeing just the sequence back and forth. Here's him getting this life-threatening disease, surviving it, watching his parents die in a fire with his little sister. Yeah. And then, but then 
he's having sex with Lori, who cha- his wife and Lori, which is we. I don't know. Is does he have feelings for Lori, or was it just because he kind of connected with her? I think it was almost that was when it started to to be into vision. Like it was here's the past. These are all the struggles. This is the test that's led you up to here. But then you know because it's like why do you resist or whatever. And then has it changed to Lori? I almost feel like that was pay attention to the gr. This is you know almost an alluding to they're taking over now. Lori is going to be how you can infiltrate. Lori's going to be mm. your end. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But then his hands go on fire, and I think, do you think that was kind of alluding to maybe he started the fire with his parents? I don't think so, because we saw Kevin's feet on fire in his weird dream yeah. sequence, and then we see his hands on fire. I almost feel like the fire is like, hey, I'm putting you through hell on earth right now. Oh, that's good. Get ready. This is like this is a fire that's burning. Something's coming, and you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt like his hands actually became on fire all of a sudden, or burst into flames, because the works of his hands now had caused him to Compromise. I go back to it, and he's actually becoming what he's working against. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like he kind of put himself in hell now, you yeah. know, or or whatever. So I was like, oh, your 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 hands are burning because of what you are actually doing. You just murdered a guy. We don't know if he murdered that guy, <laughs> but you can't get your face slammed into asphalt over and over again and and live. Every not time. not well anyway. <laughs> yeah. And when you how you said that Gr is taking over, I think you're right that that was the dream was saying because um, Kathy Geis. Well, I don't really. But <laughs> I, that's how I see yeah, too. <laughs> she's welcoming her, him into the church, and it's packed. But mm-hmm. and they're singing creepily, so I think it was the Gr taking over. And mm. just when you think he's gonna make it on time with the money, he's three days late because he was in, like... Because he's knocked unconscious. Now, I almost wonder if the GR had something to do, like, if that was them setting it up, because... He sees the guy bleeding. Oh, that's way too strategic. My goodness. Yeah, I, don't I don't think they no, thought I don't think, that. I think that's just too they're, intricate. I don't think they're bad people like that. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. yeah. But something in the dream that I'm I'm really curious about is, like, when when his wife says, why do you persist? Mm-hmm. Huh. Is that just more that of, like, Lori, the test? That was Lori, though. Oh, is it no. Lori? It was, was the. Fl- it? I think it was no, his wife, but it was during that. It was his wife. The switch. They were having sex or something, right? And I guess yeah. it's more because the dream. Uh, I go back to like when I was talking before about the Book of Job. It's just like all the crap that has been thrown at him throughout his life. Yeah, parents killed, massive car accident. Like, and that was. I thought it was really interesting to put him next to the mother, like our fir- the first person mm-hmm. we saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he was right there. We the car accident we saw in the background I suddenly has so much more relevance. That yeah. I mm-hmm. love now that they tie. They're so I good at tying everything together yeah, and seeing yeah, that yeah. the opening scene for the whole show in the pilot, we see that car crash. That car crash is what causes his wife to be catatonic. Yeah. No wonder he has so much resentment towards these people. A man who just got raptured and has now left him in even further disarray huh. and has ruined his happiness. That man who just Disappear- got saved yeah. just destroyed his wife's life. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's his first person that he starts to now investigate. I almost wonder, you know? because he has that anger, that resentment already built up. It makes sense, because you almost wonder, why is he turning on these people? Yeah. Is it just that he's saying, why was I not raptured? And that was my He's going to be the thing. judge. That'd okay. be... That's I mean, a good prediction. Um, yeah, I'd say that's, that's a fun. solid prediction. But, like, yeah, it's because, like, somebody gets departed. Like, what kind of God would do that? What kind of God would rapture right. somebody? And the result of and, taking them out at that exact moment, yeah. crippled... Put my, my wife, wife into Someone a deep coma. Yeah, she's exactly. a vegetable. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a great episode, though. So now here he yeah. is running, though, and I just got to mention the violins, dude. When they're playing the violins, doesn't that get you guys so intense to watch? He's running like for his life. He's chasing yeah. this thing now. Runs to his car. Does the whole thing. And this they're is they're a playing well these show. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. The drum, Shout like, out to the, the drum as well. It's well shot. It's mm-hmm. well directed. The acting, like I gotta give kudos to Christopher Eccleston in this one because, like, for me, like I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so yeah. like I knew going into this, like he's gonna have to bring it if yeah. he's gonna not just be the Doctor in a new role for me. 
Um, and he really, like, I really just forgot that sure. he was ever another character in this episode. He was just Matt. He was so good, and like, bring, like, it to have that transformation, like, in the scene in the parking lot, like, where he goes from like this really like happy relief into just furious and like lo- losing yeah, it, but yeah, never, yeah. it never felt too drastic. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just the right amount. It felt real. It yeah. felt like that's something that's right. something I would like I would do if somebody tried to steal from me and I just like I was at my end's in rope. the moment, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just like you lose it, but it was never like screaming over the top. Even the scream in the car felt very real. It was at the perfect level. And you feel for him even though he's doing some things you don't agree with. You're just like, "Man, if what if my wife is in a cult because of that, maybe I would be like that too, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They've had a scream though, I think on every <laughs> single episode. Somebody has a a, tr- a dramatic, screen. frustrated, yeah, yeah, cry out. Who mm-hmm. was it last week? The the son. No, right? that, wasn't no? The pool. that, was, the that was the first one. That's the first one. Who screamed last week? Somebody, I got to uh, look for it. But there's always like, the, ah! yeah. was it not? You'll Kevin? be the official scream searcher. I'm gonna find it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. We'll be so. tweeting about it. New yeah. task. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add about the episode? It was amazing. It was awesome. Right? Awesome. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's just move into news and gossip. All right. Yeah. After Buzz TV News. Alana, did you have something or? Oh, I just like that. Uh, you see a little bit when he uh, is in the grocery store getting the bleach, and they have the background for the figurines for the people who are departed. Yeah. The uh, HBO leftovers official Twitter account tweeted out that full commercial. And when you watch it, I just really liked it because it plays up the capitalism of, of course, everybody's going to try to find a way to, to make money off yeah. of this mm-hmm. and how to kind of cash in on people's emotions. And when you watch the full commercial, it just is kind of like oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. A little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's on the Twitter? It's on their official Twitter. They tweeted it out earlier today. Oh, awesome. Cool. I retweeted it on mine, too. Neat. Cool. Um, I have uh, one of the writers, the writer of the last episode, Kath uh, Liffenfelter. Lith- Lingenfelter. Uh, she- Sorry, sir. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I think it's a girl. She uh, last week she live tweeted and she also she gave a bunch of like seven facts and all that. One of the cool facts about last episode, I thought um, Peter Berg, the director, was actually the dead guy that Wayne kissed. So that was a pretty cool fun fact that she said. Uh, I think she live tweets pretty frequently, and yeah. so imagine that, that's such a weird yeah. like choice to like. Yeah. If you're gonna do a cameo, like, a lot of directors like to have cameos. That's a little. I'm gonna be kissed as a dead guy. It probably like makes it. it at least a little funny for them. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. It. I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, just put some blood on me. I'm gonna have the creepy <laughs> hugger, dude. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, any more news and gossip? No. Wait. No. So Meg, Meg, last episode was the one who screamed. When she was outside, That's right. she what I was had the thinking. breaking point. Boom. Dang it, I knew it. All right, All right. go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. No, news and gossip? No? Everybody yeah. good? Yeah. All right, how about predictions? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. <laughs> well, I'm going to cheat because one of the... <laughs> <laughs> right off top? You're just going to let us know? Yeah. No, one of the YouTube uh, sub- uh, viewers, she had a really awesome uh, prediction that I'm just going to say. Uh, her name's Shiny Buster Baby. And she said that the Garvey family has the gift of sight and are perhaps prophets. The overall arc of the show may be about both real and false prophets. The mystery man may perhaps be an angel sent to do just like his dad says uh, and help him. Done. I'm totally on the same you page. Know, I, was... I don't think it's the Garvey family, though. This is I'm, I'm going to take it a step further. I think Kevin does. I think Matt does, too, because of the connection with yeah. the fire. I feel like Kevin, his dad, and Matt with Lori are going to take down the GR from the inside. Hmm. No, I'm with, I'm with I'm with Shiny Buster baby. Um cuz if you think about it like uh the father, um mm-hmm. Garvey's dad, he's seeing somebody. He's talking we to somebody. We yeah. don't know who it is. I don't think he's crazy and he says like I don't think he's it crazy always either. seems crazy to the other people. I think he's seeing somebody. I think that it whatever it is about the Garvey one cuz the bald man I think that it was like a fake out because they, they they really set up that scene to be like, is he really mm-hmm. there or is he not? Yeah. 
And they, they sort of like bring us, oh no, he must be there because, um, what's her name? The daughter. Um, she sees it. Uh, Jill. She sees him and she, re- she refers to him. But uh, Amy, she didn't acknowledge him well, at all. I think only Yeah, we the talked go- about that a little bit last week, how yeah. we weren't sure if he was really there or not. And we kind of unofficially decided, decided we didn't think he was. I think he is somebody who sent. I mean, I'm definitely on board yeah. with that. But I just think taking it a step further, I think Matt is involved, too. And I feel like Matt is getting some of these things. But I almost feel like... He's clouded by his sense Judgment, yeah. of what his religion is, and it's almost like, well, we need to strip that away first before you can go into Kevin's blank slate yeah. state, which is just being fed whatever. <laughs> she also said, she also predicted that the twins, uh, to be the same, the twins that helped Jill out, because if you notice, they always deliver a particular uh, set of info to the daughter. Like, first episode, they speculate about how feral the do- dogs came to be. Second episode, they comment on a bad influence on her best friend has become on her. So they may be agents of heaven that both can and can't be seen. They do not drive... They don't drive their car. <laughs> like, she, like yeah. the girls just, like, That's get in the front just seat. take over. So... Yeah. And I also want to say shout-out to Shih Tzu girl, Juliet, who uh, on Twitter, what up? She was talking to me about the uh, attractive twins as well. Yeah. And how they were also on Desperate Housewives. We just had a little little girly crush They moment. were on Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Dang it. I, I yeah, remember Felicity that Yeah, Huffman's sons yeah. on Desperate Housewives. They were in the final season, the grown-up yeah. I remember version. that. Okay. Charlie and Max Carter. Nino, do you guys have any other predictions? Um, I think uh, next. I think whoever we. F- I think next week, whoever we focus on, this is not the last of the animal prophets. Yeah, huh. I, agree. Oh, I agree. I think I that's going to that. be a huge thing yeah. throughout. Beware <laughs> of Nora. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yep. Awesome. She's coming. Nora's going to snap. <laughs> uh huh. So, Stefan, where can we find you on social media? Yes, I am more fire at I am more fire, Stefan Wallace. <laughs> And I am Elena Jordan at Elena Jordan on Twitter. Uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, but also here at AfterBuzz on uh, the Strain. We're going to be starting that tomorrow night and Dominion. Cool. And I'm Kelly McInerney. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo, and I do Crossbones too on AfterBuzz. Thanks, nice. guys. See you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 